You're listening to RazorCast, USA's hottest podcast, bringing you cutting-edge interviews from leading industry professionals. Hello, everyone. This is Liz Harvey coming to you from our studios in New York City, where we are dedicated to bringing you top-quality advice from many of the leading expert professionals across the U.S. In today's episode, we are speaking with chiropractor Dr. Greg Rubenstein. Dr. Rubenstein is the founder of 57th Street Chiropractic, located in the heart of Midtown Manhattan, where he has been practicing since 1993. He specializes in pediatric and family care, and Dr. Rubenstein is a long-standing member of the International Chiropractic Pediatric Association. He has been serving as Vice President of the New York Chiropractic Council. For his hard work and dedication, he was selected as the recipient of the Beacon Award, which is the highest award given by the New York Chiropractic Council, also known as the Chiropractor of the Year for New York State. He's done extensive work in Ethiopia, bringing pediatric chiropractic care to impoverished children. Dr. Rubenstein is widely considered to be one of the top chiropractors in the U.S. and is also a contributing member of our national network of industry professionals. Today we are going to talk about a very important topic, myths versus facts about chiropractic. Hello, Dr. Rubenstein. How are you today? I'm doing great, Liz Harvey. Good to be on the phone with you today and, and talking about chiropractic. Yes, excellent. Thank you so much for joining me again today. So let's get started. There is a myth that chiropractic care is dangerous and unsafe, especially for children. Could you please explain why this is not true? Where did you hear such a thing? No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, it, it really is one of the most important myths to dispel and, and kind of debunk this thing. Um, the fact that they say chiropractic is dangerous or unsafe for children couldn't be farther from the truth. Um, chiropractic is safe and effective for adults and children, and it's actually safer to work on infants and children than adults because they haven't had stress, tension, poor posture, accidents, or falls in most cases, hopefully, right? And in most cases, the infant or child's spines, ligaments, and tendons are way more flexible, and they have a lot less comorbidities, like they don't have high blood pressure, they don't have diabetes, they don't have all these complicating factors or other health issues. So chiropractic is very safe. When we work on children, particularly infants, we use about the same amount of pressure you'd use to touch the outside of your eye. You know, so if you closed your eyes and just kind of touched your eyeball, that's about all the pressure it requires, because you got to remember... These children are very malleable. They're designed to be compressed and come through the birth canal. And they're so flexible that it takes very little pressure to realign a vertebrae in an infant or a, or a child. So it, it, it's super safe. And the thing is, is that chiropractic as a profession, I'll put our safety record up against any other profession because our malpractice insurance only on average costs about $2,300 a year. It costs more to insure my car in New York City than it does to insure my practice. And just to give you an idea, the rates of malpractice are determined by malpractice carriers, not by the chiropractors themselves. And if you look at like a medical doctor, an average a annual medical practice, anywhere from four to 12,000, right, which is easy double, double, triple, or quadruple what we pay. Surgeons in some states pay as high as 50,000. OBGYNs can pay in excess of $200,000 for malpractice. So 
it's really dependent on how often your profession injures people and how often your profession gets sued. And based on those numbers themselves, chiropractic only paying $2,300 a year, um, it's just it's just crazy to think that it's unsafe because the insurance companies who have the most to lose base it on the safety of your profession. So based on that fact alone, again, I put the chiropractic safety record up against, you know, any other things. And, you know, when you look at statistics and you look at medical errors versus, you know, people who uh, get injured or, or, or pass away from, from chiropractic care, I did a lot of Googling and research. And what was interesting to me is that on average, medicine has about 250,000 iatrogenic um, causes of death, meaning that it's caused by the treatment itself. And in chiropractic in the past 10 years, um, maybe there's been 26. So it's super safe. I see, um, you know, numbers that like, you know, people getting hurt in chiropractic are lower than one in a million. So these things are absolutely, you know, mythical in, in the how blown up out of proportion is. Everyone thinks that what we do is so unsafe, but if it was unsafe, our malpractice rates wouldn't be low. And, you know, if people were getting injured in chiropractic offices, it would be all over the news. You'd see it on the front page of the Times. It would be on every news story and everything. Um, so really, chiropractic is safe, gentle, and effective for adults and children. There are minimal negative side effects, and you know I, I think the the most common side effect is people get a little stiff or sore in the area where we introduce some of the adjustments. But usually, those are people who are already in pain, and and you know we have to move some structures. And if we're moving structures or putting movement into joints that are achy and sore, you might see some post adjustment soreness. But that's really about it. So, you know, again, I put our safety record up against any other profession. Anyone wants to challenge these statistics, I'm here and ready to debate. All right. Now, another myth about chiropractic care is that people can perform self-adjustments and don't need to go to a chiropractor to have adjustments done. What do people need to know? Well, number one, um, performing self-adjustments, I, I think, is near impossible, um, you know, because... It's great that people try to self-adjust, but I just can't see how it's possible because the reason to adjust the spine is if it's subluxated, meaning that the vertebrae is misaligned, it's fixed or stuck in an abnormal position, and when it's in that abnormal position, it's irritating the neural structures that they're designed to protect. So that's the reason to adjust the spine. Um, if it's fixed or stuck in an abnormal position, typically it needs a fulcrum to kind of move around, and that's where the chiropractor's hand comes into play, Right. So we're actually going to contact that specific vertebrae and using my hand as a fulcrum, that's where we're going to introduce the energy. But you really have to do an analysis. And without any training, you can't self-adjust or try and adjust someone else or so-called, you know, crack their back um, if you don't know how to analyze the spine. And so we're specifically looking for the vertebrae that's misaligned, fixed or stuck, and irritating the nerves. If all three criteria aren't met, I'm not going to introduce a force and put an adjustment into that spine. You have to have those three criteria. Someone who's, you know, giving you a bear hug or leaning you up against a wall or someone who's, like, trying to whip their leg around, they're not going to get that fulcrum. They're not going to actually be specific in correcting the one bone that's misaligned, fixed, or stuck. They might hear some clicks or pops and feel like a little bit of a release and be like, ah, that felt good but they're really not doing anything towards improving the alignment or, or correcting a subluxation. So correcting a subluxation is really only done by a chiropractor after, after specific analysis. 
there's no way that one can analyze themselves. You can't adjust yourself. People always ask me, you know, oh, doc, do you adjust yourself? And I'm like, no, just like you guys, I leave my office, go to a colleague's office, and I get checked twice a month, no matter what's going on. So a person can, you know, make their spine go click or pop, but it lacks the intent and the direction to actually call it an adjustment. So you can't really self-adjust. And that's pretty much all I have to say on that. Okay. And now some say that chiropractors only treat spinal disorders. Please explain why this myth is false. Okay. Um, so what's interesting to me is that, you know, if you go up to 9 out of 10 people on the street and you ask them what a chiropractor does, they're usually going to say something like they pop your back or crack your back or they're back doctors. And really what I preach and teach in my office is that we're not back doctors. We're really nerve system doctors. The bones of your spine stack up on top of each other. There's 33. They're separated by the disc. And your spine is really designed to do three things. It affords you mobility because it's broken up into segments. It protects your central nervous system, right? You can't get at your brain or the spinal cord. It's totally cased in bone. And the last thing it does, wait, it affords you mobility. It protects the, the central nervous system. And the last thing it does is give your body support and hold you upright. Sorry, <laughs> a little brain slip this morning. Maybe I need some more coffee. <laughs> um, but so it does those three things. And it protects your central nervous system. So when those bones misalign, they actually irritate the nerves. Now, the nerves leave from the spinal area, and they travel down the legs. They go down through the neck into the arms. But they also connect up and control your heart, your lungs, your kidney, your spleen, and your intestines. Since your nerve, is, nerve system is that master system controlling all the other systems, if you have pressure on the nerves that go to the stomach, it might irritate those nerves enough where you might have indigestion. If you irritate the nerves that go to the intestines, well, you might have constipation or diarrhea. If you irritate the nerves that are supposed to be, you know, telling your pancreas what to do, well, you might get, you know, difficult neuroregulation or dysregulation in the nerve system. So it's not only where the bones misalign irritate the nerve, it's, well, where do those nerves go and what effect does it have on the rest of the body? So it's so important to understand that really what we're trying to affect is the nerve system, just the spine is our avenue of approach. And don't get me wrong, I'm happy when we adjust the spine and, and, you know, Nancy's neck pain goes away and Susie's sciatica gets better and Billy's back feels better. But the primary reason to make those adjustments is to remove the interference or the pressure on the nerves to allow the body to return to normal communication because our nerve system is just a communication center sending messages from the brain to the body. And if you impede or stop those impulses, well, then the body doesn't function properly. Classic example of that, we might have even talked about this before, is a guy like Chris Reeves or someone who has a spinal cord injury, and they put so much pressure on the cord that only 50% of the messages get through. Even though there's nothing wrong with their legs, these people can't walk because the connection isn't there. There's nothing wrong with their lungs, but they can't breathe on their own because the connection isn't there. And that connection to the body is important because that connection also runs your immune system, which allows your body to heal. Your nerve system controls all the running and regulating. So by improving the function of the nerve system, by correcting alignment to the spine, that's where true health comes from and allows your body to work optimally. It's kind of like running a computer on a DSL or a T1 line as opposed to, you know, that crappy dial-up that we used to have 20 years ago. All right. And a big myth is that once you receive chiropractic care, you have to keep going for life. How would you respond to this myth? Uh, I hate to tell you, Liz, but it's not a myth. It's 100% true. You should be going and caring for your spine for the rest of your life. You brush your teeth every day. 
you floss every day, I hope, and you go to the dentist a couple of times a year, when is it that you're going to stop seeing your dentist? Hmm. Right? You're right, going to go right. when either when one of you dies or you lose all your teeth. Well, the bones of the spine have moving parts. They need to be maintained. We've all seen that 70-year-old guy all hunched over. He didn't just, you know, wake up one day, look in the mirror and say, oh, crud, what happened to me? It happened slowly over time. So prevention and maintenance is the key. Now, the whole idea of prevention and maintenance, the dental profession got it down, right? Because you go back three generations to, like, my great-grandparents, they didn't really take great care of their teeth. They didn't go to a dentist unless they couldn't bite into an apple. And subsequently, most people in that generation lost all or nearly all of their teeth at 65 or 70, and they all thought it was normal, but they just didn't know how to care for their teeth because they didn't go to the dentist. Now we come down three generations, most of us aren't losing any of our teeth because we learned to care for our teeth, you know, a little bit at a time throughout the course of our lifetime. Well, the bones of the spine are made of the same stuff, they degenerate in a similar fashion. That's what spinal or osteoarthritis is. And the better you care for it throughout the course of your lifetime, the longer it's going to last and the better shape it's in. Just like my car. If I keep changing the oil and I make sure I have good pressure in the tires and I make sure the alignment's good and I bring it to a mechanic every now and again and fix the little things, my car is going to run great for much longer and going to get better performance. Isn't that what you would want for your spine once we do the initial correction? So that's what we preach and teach here. You should be getting your, your spine checked for the rest of your life. Now, I'm not going to be holding a gun to your head and telling you that you have to do it. I have no power over my patients. I explain to them just like I explain to you guys, and then they make the best decisions that are right for them. Do I wish everyone would care for their spine for the rest of their lives? Yes, because there'd be a lot less pain and suffering, a lot less sickness and disease. And that's what I feel is important. So I want all these things for my community. But I have to get out there and deliver that message, and that's why me and you are on the, on the call doing these, these blogs and these reports. Okay. Now, lastly, people think you need a referral from a medical doctor to see a chiropractor. Is this true? So the only reason you would need a referral from a medical doctor to see a chiropractor is only if your health insurance company requires it, right? Anyone has access to chiropractic. We're called what's portal of entry. Um, healthcare, meaning that we're trained in, you know, diagnosis and treatment of many things. We can recognize all kinds of things that are in our scope and things that are out of the scope of practice. So obviously someone comes in with a collarbone fracture. I'm not going to treat that patient. We're sending them to the ER. So you don't need a referral from a medical doctor unless it's required for your insurance carrier to, to for payment. But generally speaking, anyone can walk through my office and get treated whether they use insurance or not. And we keep our, our fees affordable so we, we're not an insurance-dependent office because we believe everyone has the right to receive chiropractic care and improve their lives from a natural health standpoint. Um, chiropractic, we don't use drugs or surgery. So when there are things that, you know, are outside the scope of the practice or we think that you need those things, you'll certainly be referred to a medical doctor, but you do not need a medical doctor's referral to come to a chiropractor. All right. Well, thank you, Dr. Rubenstein. We know you're busy. So I want to thank you for all of your time and help today. And for our listeners across the country, if you are interested in speaking with Dr. Greg Rubenstein, you can go online to www.chiropractormidtown.com or call 212-977-7094 to schedule an appointment. And on behalf of our entire team, we want to thank you for listening. And we look forward to bringing you more top quality content from our country's leading experts. You've been listening to 
RazorCast, USA's hottest podcast, bringing you cutting-edge interviews from leading industry professionals.